0: Well, welcome back, Thursday, December 28th, 2023, coming to you live from the 960 Patriot Broadcast Studio, brought to you by the veteran-owned Midas Gold Group, your trusted source for precious metals. Hello, Mr. Bill. Hello, young David. Hello, Teresa. Yesterday, we spoke about confusing children. The springboard was a new law in California mandating children's toy and clothing sections have gender-neutral sections. Mandating. Mandating. (laughs) meanwhile the sponsor excuse me meanwhile the sponsor of the legislation in what has to be one of the most self-ignorant statements of all time said he just wants kids to be kids his quote which you would think means not foisting adult politics on children and at the youngest of ages so it occurred to me this morning we don't teach children the dangers of fire or electricity or the importance of math or literacy, but we are happy to teach them all about sex and gender and race and at the youngest of ages. And of course, we use and abuse children during covid To soothe adult anxieties, too, didn't we? We yanked them out of their daily routines at the snap of a finger. We closed down their athletic and exercise and extracurricular activities. We stopped their social life. We pitted them against one another in COVID virtue signaling rivalries. And, of course, we closed religious services and Sunday schools for a virus that didn't affect otherwise healthy children to make adults feel better. What did we give these children to fill, all these otherwise healthy environs? What did we give them to fill that time? More screen time. Oh, wait. It was so children wouldn't transmit the disease to their grandparents when they got home, the argument went. But two things, and I ask all of you, how many of you know a child with a grandparent living in the house? And if you did, maybe the right thing was for that child to stay home rather than closing the whole school. But regardless, again, it was still punishing children to save and soothe an adult. It's the sign of an unhealthy society, an actually sick society, that mistreats its children deliberately like the Roman god Saturn who ate his children because he was afraid of them. That tale was meant as a warning. Not a prescription or suggestion, which got me thinking about tales—the tales we tell our children, or and raise them on, or should—the tales we were taught as children, or should have been. Whether we were taught Aesop's fable, Aesop's fable, Aesop's fables, or Mother Goose, or other stories as children, it was all for a moral purpose so that we'd, we, we would grow up as responsible beings in a civil society that respected one another, the vulnerable, life, and moral basics. If we didn't receive these lessons from children's stories, perhaps we received them from radio or stories of villains and heroes later, or television like Mr. Rogers or Captain Kangaroo. You know something? Fred Rogers was an ordained minister, and Bob Keeshan, Captain Kangaroo, was an education expert. In fact, Bob Keeshan had a great line on early education and children and dropouts. You know what he said? He put it this way, quote, children don't drop out of high school when they are 16. They drop out in the first grade and wait 10 years to make it official. That we used to care about what we put in the heads and minds and brains and souls of children mattered around these parts, mattered here in this country. It's an idea as old as the Bible and Plato. From Deuteronomy as much as from Stephen Stills, we are implored to teach our children well. From Plato, we learn it this way, quote, You know that the beginning is the most important part of any work, especially in the case of a young and tender thing, for that is the time at which the character is being formed and the desired impression is more readily taken. So shall we just carelessly allow children to hear any casual tales which may be devised by casual persons and to receive into their minds ideas for the most part the very opposite of those which we should wish them to have when they are grown up? We cannot. Anything received into the mind at that age is likely to become indelible and unalterable, and therefore it is most important that the tales which the young first hear should be models of virtuous thought. Then will our youth dwell in a land of health and fair sights and sounds and receive the good in everything, and beauty, the effluence of fair works, shall flow into the eye and ear like a health-giving breeze from a purer region, and insensibly draw the soul from the earliest years into likeness and sympathy with the beauty of reason. There can be no nobler training than that. Close quote. Plato's Republic. We are not blaming the children here, mind you, whether they are the Gilbert goons or young super predators or gang members or drug-addled or mentally disturbed violent adolescents or teens. Think about it. When a young adult or teen engages in an act of serious violence, why do we focus on that one hour or one moment or one day? Why do we not focus and pay attention to the first 18 years of that child's life and what was going on for years and years and years before that fateful or awful moment? In the introduction to the Book of Virtues, Dr. William Bennett writes this, quote, Aristotle wrote that good habits formed at youth make all the difference, and moral education must affirm the central importance of moral example. It has been said that there is nothing more influential, more determinant in a child's life than the moral power of quiet example. For children to take morality seriously, they must be in the presence of adults who take morality seriously. And with their own eyes, they must see adults take morality seriously. As I usually say in these conversations, there wouldn't be youth or child problems if there weren't adult problems. There wouldn't be youthful or childhood bad decision making and poor choices if there weren't adult bad decision making and poor choices. Yes, some of this is cyclical, as we do turn some of our fellow citizens into children in adult bodies. You saw this with COVID, or as Adam Carolla puts it, COVID took a lot of people out, most of them still alive. Anyway, back to the use and abuse of children and what we teach them by pedagogy or example. What what reservoirs of wisdom are we today providing our youth? Reservoirs of the unwise or unwisdom? Seems to me fear, panic, self-doubt, And too much authority. See, for example, the modern or postmodern practice of allowing children to make lifelong decisions about their sex or gender, in other words, their very nature, and having empowered them to do so. Of course, too, a word needs to be said about stomachs as well as minds and souls. We don't only have youth mental health crises right now. We also have a nutrition, a youth obesity crisis. Again, this is a surrender of adulthood and wisdom. If, as Plato was right, we shan't just allow children to read anything of any or no value, this should be equally true about allowing them to put in their mouths anything of any or no value or baleful baleful harmful value. In just my lifetime, we've gone from a childhood obesity rate of under 5% in this country to now just about 20%, one out of five children. Again, this is an adult-caused problem. Children do not go to grocery stores or drive-ins on their own or pay for the food they eat. I guess what I'm saying is this. If we want children to grow up healthy and safe, which is how we create a healthy and safe society and country, adults need to start acting more maturely, which includes certainly less ambivalence about right and wrong, less confusion about right and wrong, and less interest in playing out adult political debates and causes on our nation's children's playgrounds, using children as chess pieces. Finally, about race and our youth, a word. Children do not naturally think about race and racial differences. Again, that is something interposed onto or into them by adults. Rogers and Hammerstein knew this and taught this about being carefully taught to hate before you are six or seven, or eight, as their song goes, we could use that understanding again just now as well. So, adults, stop sexualizing and racializing and politicalizing our children. They are not our political toys and playthings. I understand the leftist mindset, the Marxist mindset, the mindset that depends upon youth movements in socialist and Marxist countries. We used to find that kind of thing abhorrent. I wished we would again. I'm Seth Leibson, 602-508-0960. Anything on your mind, we'll be right back. Well, welcome back to The Seth Leibson Show, 602-508-0960. Anything you want, we are here live. Young David, you probably have some things on your mind. I had an interesting angle for you on something.
1: Oh, okay.
0: But do you want to throw one at me? No. Well, You, you, said, you said you had, had thoughts. I have thoughts. But yes, I have, thoughts. I have
1: big thoughts. You have thoughts and I have thoughts. All right. I took the first segment. You can start us off with thoughts on this segment. I can start you yes. off. Well, I'm really more asking you for clarity mm. as a student of Jaffa mm. and as a student of Lincoln. Mm. Maybe it's a – if Jaffa was a student of Lincoln and you're a student of Jaffa, maybe you're a grand student of Lincoln, like a grandson. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a grand student of Lincoln. Yes. Uh, I see in the news over the past five, six days now after the Trump stuff mm -hmm. about, um, you know, this isn't the first time that somebody's not been on the ballot. And they're referring to Lincoln in 1860 and I guess 1864, though in 1864 the South didn't hold an election. And uh, they're saying that, uh, oh, this isn't the first time that somebody's been banned off of a ballot and that during – the 1860 election lincoln wasn't on there what what do we have to say about that and i'm really more looking that for it was all
0: pre 14th amendment anyway that was all that, that 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 has nothing to do with the post post uh, post civil war amendment that they're trying to keep donald trump off the ballot i thought you were going to go with a different suffix to that prefix i thought you were going to ask about nikki haley's gaffe which is what i was going to ask you
1: about Mm, yeah well that's and here's what i was going to ask civil civil war in the air it seems yeah yeah
0: yeah so i was gonna yeah right i was gonna ask you yeah let's think on that too because people have said we're in a cold civil war Mm. with our own country and all that i was going to ask you you probably have a couple or might think about it Is what she said going to slam the brakes Fred Flintstone style, you know, (laughs) on this tremendous acclivity she has had in the polls, in money, in being talked about, in the discussion? I can think of a couple examples where people lost everything based on, you know, One of these moments. I don't know if this is it. And two that come to mind immediately, and this is where I thought you might have more or might think about it. Um, Lamar Alexander not knowing the price of, I think it was milk or eggs when he was campaigning in Iowa or New Hampshire. I think New Hampshire, he couldn't tell you the price of, it was milk or eggs or maybe both. George H.W. Bush looking at his watch. That too. During the debate, I think was a killer. Um, I don't know if Adlai Stevenson ever had a shot, but people think of the shoes with the holes mm-hmm. in them kind of thing. Yeah, I guess. Are there others? Brainwashing. Yeah. George Romney brainwashed. George Romney being brainwashed. Good. A bit of uh,
1: voodoo economics. Well, George Howard Romney. Dean, that's a big one. That yell, really did take yeah. him
0: out. That really did take him out. You're yeah, right about he had
1: that. a lot of Rockefeller money behind yeah, him. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. That really. He shot was brainwashed his in Vietnam. He that's said. what he said, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's a good one. Good call. I had forgotten about that.
1: Yeah. So that happens a lot in presidential politics that everything just hinges on a word or a sentence. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now, that having been said, most of them, why are you so happy about this? (laughs) You look all happy about this, Mr. Bill. Uh, do Do you have an example? Do you want to contribute? Is that why you're happy? Oh, good. We get to bring Mr. Bill in. Hooray. There is a big difference between all those and this one. But let me uh, let me give Mr. Bill his... Uh, move down, move down. Move down, move down.
1: Well, I could come in with the Howard Dean yell. Yes! The that That's the
0: one. Nice. Yeah. That's why we keep you around. That was huge. Thank nice. You. Well done. I'll show myself out. No, well, I don't know. Oh. Stay a while. It's eh, may like... as well stick around. Yeah, stick around. You never know. Here's the difference between all those and Nikki Haley. Hers was worse. Whether the effect will be or not. I don't know. But her – so with George Romney, it was misperceived what he meant, right? He said he was brainwashed. What he meant was he was brainwashed by – not the North Vietnamese. He wasn't (laughs) Manchurian candidate brainwashed. He was brainwashed by people who were trying to sell him on the success of the war, right, right, right. Uh, He was given a snow job so to speak, would have been a better use of phrase probably. I don't know. Should Lamar Alexander have known the price of eggs and milk? Well, I'll tell you what. Every candidate running for office now does know the price <laughs> of those things when they run. Um, they they sh- they they need to now. Um, George Bush looking at his watch. It, it was just a you know he was in a debate and he was trying to figure out how much more time he had left to make the point he wanted to make. That and whole everyone...
1: question just kind of
0: yeah. So yeah. so these were things that. You know, in retrospect, you wish you didn't – and the scream – I don't know about the scream. I heard him say he didn't realize – I don't know. He didn't realize it was as voluble as he thought it was and the microphones were up and he didn't know if he – I don't know. um, The Nikki Haley thing though drives to the heart of so many problems. First of all, first of all, the idea – that you can give a 200-word meandering answer over a question that would be answered by every single person in this building the same way with one word. Everyone in this building would know the right answer to that question, every single one of them, without this 200-word salad, piece of salad. That doesn't even mention the one thing everyone else knows, to be the true thing. (laughs) That'd be Kamala Harris territory. We're in Kamala Harris territory. Nice. I'm glad you stayed. Me too. We're in—yes. Yes. Yes. Nikki Haley did little better than—I think the Civil War is about working on seeing ourselves, so that work has to start with (laughs) us. You can't look—I keep this handy. You can't look to be seen outside yourself, and the future is unbound by that which has been. The return on investment on that sheet has been incredible. Yeah, you made me a good sheet on that. Right. That's problem one, that you are so mechanical in your thinking or you are so seemingly politically correct in what you want to say. But here's where the real failure is. And I got to tell you, I don't think any of the other candidates would have blown that question, including Donald Trump and Vivek Ramaswamy. I just don't think they would have. Here's the thing. It is such a slam dunk for the Republican Party to own the anti-slavery, racial harmony, non-secessionist, non-division cause. Slavery, And that is the proud legacy of the Republican Party. And if you were an African-American in this country for a 100 years from 1860 forward, there was one party that you went to for political relief. We were that party. I want that party to be again because it is the Democratic Party that is dividing us and creating two different kinds of people based on re-racializing us into categories the Constitution and Abraham Lincoln never contemplated. And we should be that party and take it away from the Democrats because they're doing it All over again and causing a new civil war over race. How that we should have owned the hell out of that. It's right there for the picking. And instead, she goes into this weird thing and then tries to clean it up by saying it was a Democratic plant. Hell, it may have been a Republican plant from another campaign, knowing she didn't. I don't know what it was. It's an odd question. But it said something really weird that she couldn't. Get that right for our party for our country. I gotta go. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero is the number, and we will go to Rick in
2: Phoenix. Hello, Rick. Hi there, Seth. How are Good you? To talk to you. Thanks Hi. for taking my call. You bet. And Merry Christmas, and to you as well, sir. Thank you, sir. I uh, was listening to your discussion about Nikki Haley, and it spurred my thinking. And and I think maybe what Nikki Haley should have done, she should have responded, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're absolutely right. Anybody, anybody could have gotten that answer and why she ran away from it and, and why Republicans don't more aggressively make the case that it is the Republican Party, not the Democrats and the leftists that uh, have been good for the Blacks and black families and and uh, all of that uh, that uh, we we should really be pushing the truth about that not not and not just blacks but all minorities you know all people it, it's, for that it's matter. just
0: so perfect for the picking and so much the more so for um, a double what's the word I want to use here a um, a double a double minority candidate so to speak. A female racial minority. I mean, so much more so was this ripe for the picking. Now, there is a theory out there that she was not wanting to anger some of these lost cause Southerners. I don't know how strong that is anymore, to be honest with you. And if it is, well, you just are in the wrong party if you vote Republican. You're just in the wrong party. I'm sorry. Um, And in any event, I, I... she she may just not be all that smart when she's not coached on something. I don't know. I don't know. I've interviewed her in the past, and it was easy interview. By easy interview, I mean not that the questions were easy, although they might have been. I don't know. I mean an easy interview in that she was fluidly conversational. You know, She wasn't talky-pointy. Um, yeah. She was conversational, and that – That, to me, is an easy interview. It's not where you have to, you know, you put more (laughs) on—you know, I'm thinking out loud with you on this, Rick. Here's a a pro tip for uh, guests and radio hosts. Uh, An interview should make the guest work, not the host. And an easy interview is where the guest does the work, does the lifting, because they're being asked questions and you want to get their thoughts, not that they're so shallow or unable to answer that the host has to kind of backtrack and recycle questions in different frames of reference or different framing of the question so that you get an answer that's comprehensible or responsive. By that yeah. token, she was uh, once or twice years ago uh, when she was... um governor or running for governor or something like that. But in any event, um, this was just weird. It's weird and um, inexcusable.
2: Can I offer something? uh, And, and, you know, uh, full disclosure, I'm very reluctant to impart uh, motivation to someone. And and in all candor... I don't know that much about Nikki Haley, but I, I the kind of the feeling I just got this uncomfortable sense that her answer was too calculated. Yes, yes, and that is yes. what disturbs me so deeply. Yeah, 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 a lot yeah. Of as if yeah, yeah, I'm with
0: you. I'm with you. It was as if she was going out of her way to avoid the obvious.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just too calculating. Yeah,
0: yeah that was you know? weird. You're right. I had that feeling. That's a, that's a good way to put it. It was as if she was deliberately going out of her, her way to state the obvious. Yeah. 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 Well, she said well, the next day, she said today on an interview uh, in attempting to clean it up, she said, well, obviously, slavery, that's the easy one. Well, if that's the easy one, why didn't you say it? But I was trying to go good beyond answer. and deeper, I, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, Seth, I, I just, I just want to say before the end of the year, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you, oh, how much I support you, oh, how thankful I am for all of the oh. good work that you do.
0: What a nice call. What a nice statement. God bless you. I feel the same way of you and every listener and caller to this show. Thank you. Coming to you live from the Patriot Broadcast Studio, brought to you by the veteran-owned Midas Gold Group, your trusted source for precious metals. I am Seth Leibson, 602 508 Did you want to push on this just a little bit further?
1: <laughs> well, apparently my, ki- my Achilles heel is the constitution. No, 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 no. You're fine. Go ahead. If I, if I We have if discovered a weak area in my knowledge. No, 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 no. Yes. It's
0: fine. If I, if I uh, was too dismissive, go ahead. Well, I don't know. I'm just I may have missed your question looking for point. clarity and yeah. trying
1: to understand what all the political pundits, what the point is that they're saying that Lincoln wasn't on the ballot in 1860. So why does it matter that Trump is not on the ballot? I get the argument that you're saying that the 14th Amendment is what they're coming at with Trump. OK, let me let me
0: let me let me, let me be as clear as I can on that question. Um, and I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. But, you know, the hell with them. Um, If they think that's a rational response to what the Colorado Supreme Court did. So, yes, first of all, the 14th Amendment, uh, section three of the 14th Amendment, upon which the Colorado Supreme Court based their decision, uh, finding Trump guilty of a crime in a civil court using a civil standard far below, far below the criminal standard of beyond a reasonable doubt. And finding in that trial, without him even there or indicted—again, it's a civil court—finding him guilty of insurrection, um, which is a weird thing to say because no one is found guilty in a civil court, but that's what they found him guilty of in a civil court, guilty of insurrection, something he has never been charged with, so that they could attempt to deploy deploy Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, which— They have twisted the words of, but the words are, no person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of president and vice president or hold any office who have, having previously taken an oath uh, as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States, on and on and on, shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same. So clearly what this was in 1868 was to prevent from seeking office those who had literally engaged in insurrection and betrayed their country. Treason, effectively, without the full punishment, barring them. So when people say, well, Lincoln wasn't on all the ballots in 1860, first of all, it was – irrelevant to the 14th Amendment, which didn't exist. Second of all, that was Lincoln's choice. This was not Trump's choice. Remember, the Republican Party in 1860 was what, about six years old? Mm -hmm. And ballots weren't done by secretaries of state in those days. Parties were responsible for getting your person on the ballot. And Lincoln and the Republican Party knew that there was little purpose in campaigning in those southern states where his party didn't have much of an organization in the first place.
1: Because they were the anti-slavery party.
0: Well, yes, they were the anti-slavery party. They were new. They just didn't have organizations in the southern states. And they made the calculation that they didn't even need the southern states based on the electoral college that they could win if they could hold off enough from – Uh, Stephen Douglas and Breckinridge. So that's what that was about. It was by Lincoln's choice. By Lincoln's choice, he wasn't in the southern states on those ballots. Can we understand the difference between (laughs) me not wanting to go into a certain safe way and a law— being passed by the Supreme Court that says I can't shop or I can't go into the Safeway. way. You no, know? it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. These, this yeah.
1: argument that the pundits are making that, oh, Lincoln wasn't on the it's, – it's anecdotal. doesn't correlate. Well, well,
0: yeah. What they yeah. might be saying – and this would be a stretch too. As I said, I haven't seen this argument. What they might be saying is that you don't need every state, but that's horse manure. I mean, that's nonsense. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, you can't bar someone from campaigning in a state. But again, you know, back to the Nikki Haley question and answer – Who's responsible for the divisions here? Who's responsible for carving up this country? Who's responsible for nullifying federal law around here when it comes to immigration, when it comes to drugs? It's the Democratic Party, not the Republican Party. They are acting as if it were 1860 all over again, refusing a colorblind constitution and refusing the, the supremacy clause of the United States Constitution and trying to divide us on racial and ethnic and every other kind of line, of which we were never meant to be divided, as the author of the Fourteenth Amendment said, we are one nation, one people, and one country. God, I wish she could have said something just half as witty as that. But do I? I don't know. I mean, I'm not pulling for any one in particular. I, you know, I I get the merits, the possible merits of each of these candidacies. I I do. So, I, I, you know, but better to find out now.
2: <laughs>
0: better to find yeah. out now. The New York Times, did I fully answer your question? I wanted to be responsive to
1: it. Oh, yeah. I okay. think so. Okay. I think so.
0: It's the difference between your own choice and a court order. It's the difference between being told I can't shop and my own choice not to go into a certain store. And I didn't mean to defame Safeway.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, we like Safeway. I, I could Yacht have said Rock. any store. I could have said any we store. We like Safeway. Yes, do we? Yes, they play Yacht Rock. Do they? Yes. Okay. On 44th and Indian School. I'll see you there. They play yacht rock there? Yes, we've discussed this on air. We have? Yes. If we've discussed it, it's been off air. It's been both.
0: <laughs> really? I usually don't forget yeah. things.
1: We have uh, Safeway on 44th and Indian yes, School. Yes, I and know it well. Or Little River Bands reminiscing. Yeah. To thank for uh, my bringing Jimmy Buffett's Mexico to yeah. the table. We have them to thank for a lot of our Yacht Rock favorites.
0: Did they play Jimmy Buffett's Mexico?
1: Yes, one day. Do you not recall this conversation? I remember
0: the James Taylor Jimmy Buffett Battle of Mexico. Mm hmm. But and I the don't The only rem- reason
1: that I heard it was that they were playing it over their intercoms.
0: That's surprising that they would. You so know if why I'm listening it's a deep to this broadcast
1: cut. from Safeway? It's a deep cut
0: for Jimmy school. Buffett. I had uh, forgotten he'd done Mexico. I didn't even know they it was. We were playing it, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yacht Rock Radio.
2: Okay.
0: Can you define yacht rock? Um, I, I think it's hard to define.
1: Music that's played on a yacht.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know what it is exactly. It's, it's, is it the <clears throat> Potter Stewart rule, Bill? Soft AM. You know it when you hear it? Like pornography, he said, I can't define it, but I know it when I see it. It's seals and Crofts, Is it uh, that yeah, kind yeah, of stuff?
1: Yeah, it's the wavy hair era. It's not disco. It's it, it, mm, Andy Kim, soft,
0: yeah, Jay exactly. Ferguson. Most of my bumper.
1: Yeah, most of your bumper. Okay, it, it, but 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 AM rock is different than yacht rock. Yeah, it's all subtle, subtleties and. Yeah. Nuances. Is, there,
0: is it Eric Clapton? Is it Rod Stewart? No, I don't think it is. I, I think you know Rod it when Stewart. you hear it. Maybe a caller no. can straighten me no. out on it. No. Okay. No. I, you'd think I'd know this one. I didn't even know the phrase until the phrase about two Rock. years ago or three no. years ago. No. Are we going out with Yacht Rock?
1: No, we're going out with Kenny Rogers.
0: I would think Kenny Rogers is Yacht Rock. I wouldn't. I mean, I know he's country, but Mr. Kentucky Bill agrees Homemade with me.
1: By Kenny Mr. Rogers. Bill agrees
0: with me. Two out of three ain't bad. And meatloaf ain't rot-yuck. No. Yacht-rock. Rot-yuck. <laughs> okay, we'll be right back. <laughs> Is that America? Yes. That would be ro- rot-yuck. Yes,
1: yacht-rock. That's ro- rot yak. rot yak.
0: Rot-yuck. Rot rot yeah, America, I could see horse with no name or- Oh, yeah, definitely. And what was their other big one?
1: I looked it up during Sister the break. Sister Golden. Apparently, Yacht-rock. Is, yes, Sister Golden Hair. Apparently Yacht Rock is derivative of those tunes which were on FM as opposed to AM Rock. Huh. Yeah.
0: Well, portions of this show are brought to you by Y-Refi, and they have a secure investment, and it actually helps people and you. For you can earn up to a 10.25% fixed rate of return, and it's not correlated to the Federal Reserve or the stock market. You're in control. You can turn your income on or off. You can compound it, whatever you like. And there are absolutely no fees. You get total peace of mind, no attack on principle if you ever need your money back. And of course, you will get a monthly statement with no surprises. This secure collateralized portfolio from Y Refi, you can find out more about it at investyrefi.com. That's invest, the letter Y. Then REFY.com, or give them a call at 888-YREFI-24, 888-YREFI-24. Now, this is interesting. I'm not sure what to do with this. I'm going to have to think on this. I'm not quick this way. But the New York Times, two things in the New York Times of interest, actually, on their front page. Um, If you have a strong stomach... Um. Read their piece about Screams Without Words, How Hamas Weaponized Sexual Violence, on October 7th. It's uh, written by um, one of their Pulitzer Prize-winning reporters, Jeffrey Gettleman. I've never read anything like it. Um, If you want to understand why Israel is at war, read that. But let me warn you. You know how there are certain scenes in movies you will never get out of your head? Certain scenes in certain movies, like... In Jaws, there's probably a couple. Um, There are things you will read in here you will never get out of your head. But read it. Read it. How Hamas weaponized sexual violence. It's incredible. I thought I knew a lot of what happened on October 7th. And I thought what I knew was graphic. This is a different level. The second thing is this headline, Nikki Haley's Civil War Uproar Risks Eroding a Moderate Coalition. That's a headline she probably didn't want. So there's a, there's a secondary fallout. But eroding a moderate coalition is an interesting phrase in the context of this sort of thing. The idea... Once upon a time, you know, Barry Goldwater quoted Lincoln all the time. Barry Goldwater quoted Lincoln. There was probably no presidential candidate in the 20th century who quoted Lincoln more than Barry Goldwater or wrote about him more in his books. And (laughs) Barry was considered an extreme for an extremist for that. It's just there's going to be more fallout over this than I think Haley wanted. I think so. All right. We'll be right back.